Hi, and for those of you who think that Teresa and I have this angst with one another, we don't. We, we genuinely are friends, but we delight in harassing one another on a variety of topics, which I can't do that now because she kind of stole my thunder, but at any rate, I'll get her later. Thanks for choosing church. I never want to miss a chance to tell you guys thanks for choosing church, especially with the things that have happened over the course of this last week. I know some of you are still without power. A family came in here this morning and they needed water. They don't have any water. And so they're filling up jugs here at the church. And so I know how difficult it can be on any normal week just to get up and choose church. And then you have a week that gets all messed up like this past week and it just can make it harder. So thanks for choosing church. I'm glad that you guys are here. We are continuing on in a sermon series that was inspired by Ann Voskamp's book, 1,000 Gifts. And it's a great book. I know that many of you have read it. And the whole idea of this sermon series is try to ramp up for everybody how you can choose to be thankful even in some of the worst circumstances that you may be going through. Well, today, what I'm going to talk specifically on is the benefits of being thankful. In fact, I'm going to be using a passage out of Colossians chapter 4. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app, you want to open that up right now, feel free to go ahead and do so. What you're going to see when you get there is that packaged into Colossians 4 is a command to be thankful. And many of us know as Christians that God has commanded us to be thankful. But did you know that there are benefits? Yeah. Benefits to being thankful to having a grateful heart, to having a thankful heart, or an attitude of gratitude. There are, there are benefits. In fact, there's a gal by the name of Amy Morin. Amy Morin is a well-respected psychotherapist and the author of the New York Times best-selling book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. Yeah. At any rate, she wrote this article for Forbes magazine highlighting seven scientifically proven benefits to thankfulness. Here they are. In reverse order. Number seven, gratitude increases mental strength. Yeah, in 2003, only a few years after the terrorist attacks on September 11th, a study was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology stating that some of those people or most of those people who had lost loved ones in 9-11 displayed great mental strength and the direct result of it was from having an attitude of gratitude. So did you know that it is possible for you to have greater mental resiliency by simply having a heart that's thankful? I know some of you know that's true. In fact, there's a young woman who was a part of our church and has been actively attending and serving in Epic, our youth ministry, for many years now. Yeah, woo! You guys can go ahead and celebrate if you'd like. Go ahead, go ahead. one more time. Yeah, that's our youth group. Anyway, Scal in our youth group has been showing up and serving, and she shared with me a story not too long ago about something that uh, having a thankful heart really helped her with. See, her family lost their home, and as a direct result, her family of six were forced to go and find another place to live. And somebody allowed for them to be able to live in a 12 by 20 foot room in an unfinished basement, all six of them. It just so happened that this house also happened to be a house where drug use was rampant and the police raids were common and so there really wasn't any kind of privacy. There really wasn't any kind of safety. There really wasn't any kind of means with which to be able to do whatever you wanted to do. But this is what she said to me, quote, 
being thankful changed everything. My emotional, mental, and physical health. Every situation can be difficult, but I found peace in what God provided and in what I knew he would provide eventually. Mental resiliency from a 17-year-old people. Not bad. That was number seven. Number six, gratitude improves self-esteem. Last year, an article was published in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology stating that gratitude increases an athlete's self-esteem, which plays a huge role in optimizing their performance. This is so true. This is so true. My son, Ethan, is a 100-plus pound nine-year-old, soon to turn 10, and he's about 20 pounds heavier than all of his classmates. Well, this year, he tried out for cross-country, and after the first meet, he suddenly realized that He's not nearly as fast as these shorter, lighter, more wispy fellas. And after that first meet, we got to talking, and I could tell that his self-esteem was starting to tank. And so we, we got together and talked about it, and I'm like, dude, you're big. You're strong. You're much bigger and much stronger than so many other people. God designed you to be able to dominate in certain things, and in other things, not so much. And so when you go into this cross country, you just need to look at it as is you just building up your running and your endurance so that you can dominate in all these other sports. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and increasingly throughout the course of the year, didn't, he not only did better, but because of his attitude of gratitude and thankfulness to the way that God made him, he really did do extremely well. I'm super proud of you, Ethan. Gratefulness. Gratefulness can improve your self-esteem. I know it's true. Number five, grateful people sleep better. <laughs> sleep is such a key ingredient in health. Can I get an amen? Yes. We love it. I know that we love it. Well, according to a 2011 study published in Applied Psychology Health and Well-Being, this is what they had to say, is that if you will take just a few minutes before bed, a few minutes, and jot down some things that you are grateful for, it will help you sleep better. And I know it's true. Some of you know that I used to be the senior pastor of a church. I was there for about seven years. And my exit from there, well, it, it, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. There was a lot of mistakes made on everybody's part, including my own. And it was one of the ugliest times of my life. Not just mine, but my wife as well. And it was during those dark years that my wife started keeping a little journal by her bed. And a little bit of time before bed, about 15 minutes was all it would take, she would jot down things that she was grateful for, thankful for. And it helped her to deal with the pain and it helped her to deal with the frustration. She showed me her fifth journal. Many, many years now she's been doing this and she's still sleeping well. It works. Having a grateful heart can change the way that you sleep. Number four, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. So true. According to a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky, those who have a thankful heart are less likely to react negatively to critical feedback, consistently display more empathy toward other people, and are less likely to seek revenge on those who have harmed them. It's true. Fun story. Years ago, there was a guy I got to baptize. I won't give you his name, even though he's passed away now. He was late in his life. He was late in his 60s, anyway. And uh, he, he came to Christ, and he had been a biker and a brawler and a fighter. And a, just, he was just a mess for most of his life. And at this old age, even though his fighting days were behind him, he's still one of the grumpiest, meanest, cantankerous old farts you ever see in all your life. 
And he just had this attitude of bitterness and angriness toward anybody. And he had a personal vendetta against anybody who had ever harmed him in his life. Well, he ends up coming to, to church and he ends up coming to Christ. And I end up baptizing him. And you start to see this guy's life change. And after a while, he became one of the sweetest, kindest, nicest guys you would ever meet. In fact, he wanted to be a greeter. And one of the funnest things, I, I hope you guys aren't too, too offended by this, but for a while there, he was greeting at the door, and he still swore like a biker. But he was genuinely happy and engaging with people while doing so. It was awesome. You could... The other thing that was cool about this guy, and it was probably not relevant to this story, but Frank didn't believe in... I just gave you his name. He didn't believe in suspenders or a belt. And he had a body shaped like Gru from Despicable Me. Has anybody ever heard of a diastema? You know what a diastema is? That gap between your, your teeth, you know, if you've got a big gap there. Well, Frank just didn't have a crack. He had a diastema. And this guy was a greeter, and so I just want to say thank you to all of our greeters who wear belts or suspenders. Thank you. At any rate, back to my point. Frank came to know Jesus, and as a direct result of it, his heart changed, and he became empathetic and less aggressive all because of a thankful heart it works number three gratitude improves psychological health dr a emmons a leading gratitude researcher confirmed through multiple studies that gratitude effectively reduces a multitude of toxic emotions ranging from depression envy resentment frustration and regret it's true about eight years ago i met a guy and uh, actually at that point in time, he was bouncing between two churches, East Point and the other church where I was pastoring. And, and he was absolutely one of the most depressed guys I've ever seen in all my life. He would sit down and, to my right and throughout the whole entire service, he would just sit there and weep. And then I would call him and we would meet and he would sit in my office and he would just weep. And nothing would work. He saw me, he saw other professional counselors and psychologists over and over and over again, I watched this guy for years continue to stay in this state of depression, and I worried about him. I constantly worried about him. And after a while, he drifted away, and he no longer attended here, and, and I lost track of him. One year ago, just about this time, one year ago, I was up in Sandpoint at a small concert venue, and who do I run into but this guy? And he's on a date! I know! And I look at him, and he looks at me, and we were, we're hugging and leg-wrapping in the middle of this place. And he's starting to cry, and I'm like, dude, what happened? What, what happened? <laughs> he says to me, I started to realize how much I still had to be thankful for. Yeah, it works. Having a thankful heart can change your psychological health. It's something that you can choose, and he did. Number two, gratitude improves physical health. Obviously, our psychological health affects our physical health. And so many other things, including great sleep, affects our physical health. So this is an obvious thing to me, that if a person has a grateful heart, that they're going to experience better physical health. However, a, a published study in the Personality and Individual Differences Journal states this, that grateful, grateful people are more likely to stay healthy because they actually engage in healthy routines. For instance, they exercise more, 
are more likely to see their doctor regularly. This is obvious to me, and I'm sure it's obvious to you. Many of you could probably stand up here and preach instead of me about how your physical health has been impacted because of the way that you've had a grateful heart and a thankful heart. But you're like me, and you're wondering, so what's number one? What's the number one benefit of having a thankful heart? Now, just so you know, when I read this article, I don't know anything about this gal, Amy. I don't know whether her, her faith in Jesus is legit or if she has any faith in God at all. I don't know what she believes. She just wrote an article, and she was the one who stated that the number one benefit of having a thankful heart is this. Gratitude opens the door to more relationships. I find that awesome. Awesome. According to a 2014 study published in the journal Emotion, a person who displays thankfulness has a much greater chance of securing and sustaining relationships and the opportunities that can come with them. What this essentially means is that having a thankful heart turns you into the kind of person that people want to be around. It turns you into the kind of individual where people will actually enjoy you. They're more attractive. They're more desirable. Oftentimes, they stand in line for better uh, promotions, and they are more sought after in terms of employment than any other person. Can I get an amen? amen? People who are grateful, people who have a thankful heart are some of the most amazing people on the face of the earth. And this is the number one reason why. You see, if you're a Christian and you call yourself a follower of Jesus, you need to understand something. That even though God wants you to have great mental resiliency, even though he would love for you to have great self-esteem, even though he would love for you to be able to have better sleep, be more empathetic, less aggressive, and have great psychological and physical health, the number one reason why God would want you to have a thankful heart if you are a Christian is because he would love for you to be relational. He would love for us to be the kind of people that people would actually want to be around. Because the fact of the matter is, is that there's no way that anybody is ever going to believe that Jesus is as awesome as what he says that he is if we are constantly the people who are critical and bitter and complaining and all the time entitled. What we have to be are the kind of people who understand to choose thankfulness. That is exactly what it is that he would want us to do. In fact, the Apostle Paul, I had you turn earlier to Colossians chapter 4. Apostle Paul, who was a guy who was discipled by Jesus himself, said this. Colossians chapter 4, I'm going to read verses 2 through 6 to you. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too. That God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I'm here in chains. Pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. I find this amazing. This dude is in prison. This dude is in prison and he is looking for an opportunity when he comes across anybody that he knows in prison he is looking for an opportunity to help them to understand how much God loves them. He is looking for a way to help people who are lost be found, even in prison. 
And what he wanted everybody to know was that there was a requirement that was necessary in order to be attractive, in order to be the kind of individual that somebody would even want to listen to, and as that they would be dedicated to prayer and having a thankful heart. That's why it's a command. Are you grateful? Do you realize that the benefits are out there for you to be able to experience what it's truly like to be grateful? But if you want to look at the number one benefit and just it, then you should see and all of us should see that choosing to have a thankful heart is one of the biggest reasons why God would ever, ever use us. And that to me is the number one reason why you should have a thankful heart so that God can use you. And where could he use you? He could use you around your friends. He could use you around the people that maybe you work with. He could maybe use you around the people that you go to school with. Everybody who is looking at you wants to know whether or not you're the kind of individual that is, well, attractive. You see, Jesus was called a friend of sinners. Are you? Are we? Have you thought about what those opportunities might look like? See, what we've been called to do as Christians is to dedicate ourselves to prayer and to dedicate ourselves to having a thankful heart so that we would be usable by God to help other people see how amazing and how awesome he really truly is. And the reason why we would do this is because he really is God. And what he has asked of those who call themselves by his name is to believe in him and to believe that he did what it is that he said he would do and that he came to this world to seek out and save those who were lost. And not just help them find God, but then to demonstrate for them how much God loves them. And that's what he asked us to do. And he's asked us to not only follow him and not only demonstrate love for other people, but to demonstrate that by having a thankful heart. So, how are lost people finding God through you? Let me pray for you. Lord, I know that you have a great deal of plans for every single one of us. And I know that you have a, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but this unending love and belief in us and this desire to use us in spite of the fact that sometimes using us means overcoming the obstacles of our entitlement and overcoming the obstacles of our complaining critical attitudes. Help us to be thankful, Lord. Help us to gain perspective and help us to be people who are dedicated to you. Help us as Christians to live our lives in such a way that when other people see us, they, they really are attracted. They really do believe that you're amazing and that you're awesome by the way that we live our lives. I know, Lord, that there's so many things that you would like for us to focus on and keep our hearts on and there's just not enough time in a day to talk about all those. And so I pray that you would bring to mind for every person who's spent any time in your word. Bring to mind, bring to memory what it is that they have to be thankful for. And in a week like this week, where so many things that we always take for granted are taken from us, help us to be thankful in spite of the fact that it sucks not having power. It sucks not having water. Lord, help us to be grateful people. Help us to look for things that we can praise you for. And I know that there's some of you who are in here who, you may not know God, you may not understand anything about him, but nonetheless, you want to. So I'm gonna offer a simple prayer, a simple one. If you believe, genuinely 
believe that Jesus is for real and you want to offer your heart and your soul and your life over to him, I'm going to give you a simple prayer and you can just adopt it as your own. It's your words. It's not mine that matter. It's in your heart. You don't have to say them out loud and you can say it to yourself. But here are the words. Lord Jesus, I, I surrender. I give up. I give you my life. I give you my soul. I give you my sin. And I ask that you take it and you do something with it. And that you give me your spirit. That you give me your heart. That you give me the ability to be able to live for you. To honor you with a thankful heart. I ask that you take this and that you would give me your spirit. And that with your spirit, I would have the ability to be able to live for you. And to serve you. And be guided by you. And if that's your heart, and if that's your soul, and if that's what it is that you're saying, then God will hear you. And God will give you, and even right now, you might be experiencing what it's like to, to have the Holy Spirit bless you and, and fill you and guide you. Lord, I ask that you would do that for them, and I'd ask that you do that for all of us, that you would give us the wisdom to be able to be thankful in all circumstances and see the opportunities that you provide to us to be able to make much of you and to glorify you. I ask, Lord, that throughout the course of this week that it wouldn't just be preparations for thanksgiving that we make, but it would be preparations in our heart to be able to thank you for all the things that you've done. Lord, I ask that as we move through those times where the, the families are awkward or the, the situations are maybe less than what we'd hoped for, we would still find ways to be able to look to you with thankfulness and to know that what you're going to try to do through us is to help us find people that are lost that don't know that you love them and help them to know that you do by the way that we treat them and certainly by how thankful we are to you. Lord, I love you and I'm so grateful that we have this, this place to be able to serve and worship you. I'm so grateful that we have a time where we can gather together as Christians and learn and grow. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask you guys to stand and we're going to sing through another song. And just by the act of singing through this song, it will be a, a way of maybe aligning your heart and maybe your mind towards some things. But if you don't want to sing the song and you'd rather spend some time just thanking God, making mental lists or writing them down, please do so. And afterwards, I'll come back up. Thanks again for being here, you guys. Today, if you, uh, if you made that prayer your own, I want to invite you to grab one of these. It's a little packet. It's got a Bible in it, some other stuff. It's to help you get going. It's to help you get started. We know that what it's like when you, you give your life over to Jesus. Man, there's a lot of work that begins. And those of us who have been Christians for a long time, we know that that work can, whew, it can, it can be tough. And so we want to help you with that. This is a way for you to be able to get going on your own. But then reach out to us. Let us know. We'd be happy to start walking life with you. Today, if you came and you're thinking, man, I'd like to be able to take communion as a, as a family or by myself, we've got it available at both sides of the room. Also, if you want prayer, we'd be happy to pray with you. Myself, some other people will be standing around up here in front. We'd be happy to pray with you. And so instead of making your way out to go get your kids or go out to lunch, come here first. Let's pray for you. God bless you guys. Hope to see you next week.